Hey, hey, everybody, thy name is P from Tales from the Bit Wars, and you are listening to another great production from Why Not Talk About This Universe. In the not too distant future, there will be no civilization, there will be no heroes. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of Theater Defeater. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here joined today with Rob, who is a part of Ruthless Retrospective, which is another part of the Why Not Talk About This Universe. So, Rob, why don't you introduce us a little bit? Um, I am uh, excited to talk uh, about some movies with you, Brandon. Uh, I'm glad to be a guest on your first episode. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a little movie. Uh, it's not really that well known from 1979. It's called Mad Max. Uh, some guy that made some Jesus movie was in it, I think. Yeah, uh, he uh, he was he was the main star before he made the Jesus movie. Yeah, yeah, he makes like a guitar too, doesn't he, Gibson? Yep, yep. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Mad Max himself. So uh, you're the expert on Mad Max here. I have never really been into the Mad Max series. Um, my only experience with it before this was Fury Road, which mm-hmm. I was I was dragged to by a friend of mine who really wanted to see it. I didn't really care that much, and then I kind of let go, and I was just like, "Oh, this is the greatest movie ever." Yep, yep. You walked out of that theater, and your mind was changed, and that's 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 our ongoing joke between um, <laughs> the why not talk about this guys, and well, especially like me and you, like yeah. Everyone will be like, "Oh, it was a great movie," and me and you will sit there and be like, "No, that movie sucked. <laughs> it, it's no, it's no Fury Road, guys. Come Fury on. Road, it's terrible." <laughs> so. Um, yes, but I had never seen the original. What is it? Three, four movies. Uh, the original three uh, trilogy with uh, Mel Gibson as um, Max. Okay. Um, it's uh, th- it starts with Mad Max. Um, I can't remember what the the working title. The actual title was. No, it was just Mad Max, and then it goes to Mad Max 2, which is actually called Mad Max 2 in Australia, but when it was released in America, it got turned to the Road Warrior, and then Mad Max 3 with featuring the great Tina Turner, um, <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I can't wait for you to shit all over that movie when you watch it, because that's the weakest of the th- original three, in my opinion. I am so excited. Um, I... I... This was this movie was not anything I expected based on my limited knowledge of it. Um, mm-hmm. I I expected more like apocalypse style thing, but we'll get into that. Um, and you touched on something too about Australia, which I wasn't even aware that Australia had such a huge role in this movie. Yeah, um, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So for for now, I just want to start out with um, this movie had an estimated budget of about three hundred thousand uh, dollars. For today's money, that's a million seventy four thousand. Uh, wow. really not that much money i don't think compared to other movies of the day no i mean um george, george miller definitely had a limited budget um and it's actually uh speaking of the budget here's a fun fact um you, we might touch on it later uh they wanted to originally use a ford mustang oh. for the for the v8 special the last of the v8s you know the what becomes the magnus opus yeah um the iconic black v8 muscle car that max drives throughout all the movies they wanted to use they wanted to use the ford mustang um i think it was either the the mach 1 or the mach 2 that just came out around 
79, 80. Um, but because it was an, it was out of, they were out of the American market, it cost a fortune to get them transported to um, Australia. And obviously, you've watched a movie. I've watched a movie. Our listener, the listeners of this show, hopefully, will either go watch the movie or have yeah, watched the movie. Yeah, don't listen to this before you watch the movie. We're gonna ruin it. Yeah. Um, stop right now. Go watch the movie. Come back. It's only an hour um, and a half. You're fine. But uh, they wanted to use the Mustang, but as you see in the movie, they they wreck it. Cars constantly, cars right. demolished. So it wasn't feasible. So that's why they went with the uh, Ford Falcon GT because okay. it was a, it was an Australian it was the Australian market Mustang. Okay. Okay. So it makes you know that the budget was not big enough for them to actually use the Mustang. So it makes sense. Okay, I did not actually find that for in my in my fast facts here, but uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, I want to I want to kind of go through this uh, as uh, somebody who is brand new to the series kind of asking you questions going through it as we go along Mm -hmm. um you obviously being the being the resident expert will hopefully have all my answers for me yeah Uh, i am uh, i am the quote-unquote uh mad max mark of the to use our uh wrestling terminology from ruther's (laughs) retrospective i am the the mad max mark of uh the why not talk about this friend group (laughs) podcast group um i will argue with you about I mean, I proved it last night when uh, Maxwell from Greek Geek Positive uh, posted that meme in the the chat about, um, hey, we're only a couple months away from 2021 where it's Mad Max, the year Mad Max happened. I was like, hold up here. Okay, so it is 2021 then because it just says not so distant future in the movie. No. Okay, so they based this movie off of the oil crisis that happened in the early 70s. Okay. And say it was like 72 73 it really affected australia okay and even even in like today's day and age with everything that's going on with covid when covid first started i believe it was um who does all the like the death battles um crap anyways one of, one of the famous internet people to do like simulations yeah when covid started and all the truckers the truck the trucking industry and like all the support like supply chains started like breaking down they put up we're any at any time during this pandemic we are 3 to 4 weeks away from mad max level <laughs> due to lack of gas lack of fresh water what we are we are if the truck stop running in 3 weeks you will be Loading up a double double barrel sawed off with your dog hunting for gas. Okay, here's the here's my first yeah that's my first thing I wrote down here. I was making notes as I was going through the movie because there were some things that didn't make sense to me. There's supposedly an oil crisis in this movie, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of cars still running. Like they're doing yeah. donuts on motorcycles, and they really don't seem to be trying to conserve it. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, like how how does that oil crisis work? I, I it doesn't really make much sense i mean it played uh, further on as we go in the series like especially with road warrior and then it, well even uh you know we get to fury road way down the road um you know it really plays into effect not so much uh beyond thunderdome was more water yeah I was, I was gonna say i was comparing this one obviously to fury road because that's the only frame of reference i have for it mm-hmm. but but even there fury road was more like uh a hyper-realistic version of that, where this movie seemed to try to be more realistic in, in terms of what it was trying to do. So that kind of just threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Honestly. 
Um, um, so this movie is based um, around like 1982, 1983, 84. And so that's why it says in the distant future because it was filmed in 79 and released on February 15th of 1980. Hmm. Um, so – if you're looking at the oil, the crude oil crisis slash gasoline crisis that, you know, hit America and hit Australia and Europe in 70, 72 to 74, this is set 10 years after that. So there's still kind of a good supply of gasoline. Sure. But, but as you can see, only the, like the, like highway police have it. Um, it's very scarce. Um, you know, they're using it. They're not running V8s, you know, that that's where, you know, the last of the V8s is actually r run by a gang leader. Right. And the, the only reason Max gets his hand on it is because he takes him out. Right. So the opening of this movie, uh, this big old car chase with, uh, what, what is the guy's name? The Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Yeah. Knight Rider. Uh, and some random chick in this car. Uh, and, and the police are after him. They call him the Bronze, right? The, the Bronze are the name of the police in this movie. Yeah. And it's seen as almost like a sign of disrespect, the Bronze. Yeah. They're called like the, the common street thugs, yes, the Skags, I think is what they were calling them. Yeah, the ska or Skags or Scabs. The Scabs, okay. Yeah. I heard Skag. Um, so the, it's basically a, a standoff with these these uh, these two people who are on the run from the police, and, and mm -hmm. very violently, honestly. Yeah, um, Vince Vincent Gill, he's uh, the man, the actor who played Knight Rider. He's very, in the film very short, but he does give a really good performance. He really does. Uh, it's it's him. He you know he's running, and uh, you know he he keeps out witting all these other like I guess rookie level cops. Um, you get introduced to uh, Jim Jim Raines, aka Goose, who is mm -hmm. played by uh, Steve Bisley. Uh, it's the only time he's in the series, even though I have a theory about Road Warrior when we get there. Okay. Um, he gets taken out on his bike. He's the only cop on the force that drives a motorcycle. The two rookie cops get wrecked, and the Knight Rider's going on and on about how he's the best. He's, uh, you know, he's um, he has nitrous in his veins. You know, he's a nitro junkie, gasoline in his veins. And um, they, uh, Goose calls in uh, Max who has been on the side of the road working on his unit the whole entire time this chase is going on for him. It's like, it's like 10 to 15 minutes in a movie Okay, that, we, that he finally gets in. I believe that's what it is until yeah. he finally gets Probably. in, gets in the car and he plays chicken with the guy and it, it just rattles the Knight Rider. Yeah. And, which, uh, which to me, that was kind of an odd scene because it, the way this movie is filmed is very, very, uh, uh, almost amateurish. Was this George Murray? George, not George Romero, uh, George Miller's first movie. I believe it was one of his first movies, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking here. Okay. And it, it honestly seems very, like, like down and dirty, low-budget, low gorilla-type movie-making. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, think, thinking of the budget that they had in that 80, like, in the 1980, it had to be. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, not knocking it, obviously, but it, it's there are parts of the movie that were very kind of jarring to, to watch. It was kind of, mm -hmm. kind of like an odd cut or just something didn't make sense in the way they edited it. But I um, mean, especially one of the one of the scenes is like the scene we're getting to where um, Max Max rattles him. Uh, the Night Rider actually starts crying because he realizes he's either a dead, yeah, 
um, because Max, uh, the, the whole reason the Knight Rider was on the road running from the cops is because he killed a rookie. Uh, he killed a rookie um, uh, main force patrol, which is the Ohio, uh, the Australian Highway Patrol unit. Yeah. Uh, and he escapes in pursuit special, so he he's running from the law. So Max Max is the last line of defense for him to get away, and Max rattles him. Right, right. And they don't really talk about Max's name a lot in these series. I know Tom Hardy as Max. He mentions it once at the beginning of Fury Road. It's not important. It isn't, but it's such an awesome name, Max Rockista or Rock 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 which actually, if you look up that last name, which I did, because I'm like, what the hell is that last name? It's actually the guy who developed the modern autopsy. Really? Yeah, I don't know that, how that ties into his character, but that's that's awesome. <laughs> but um, I, it, it actually goes along with something that we we talk about later on here in the facts section. So uh, I'll keep that as a as a teaser. But um, yeah. So um, he catches up to the Night Rider. He starts he starts being Del Earnhardt with him. Mm-hmm. He's bumping and grinding his bumper and. At the last second, Max hits the brakes. The Night Rider gets flying. He hit another car. It was a parked car, or it was know? a it was a blue van, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, blue van. And they do the whole eye bulging out part, <laughs> which is that it's that comedic jerky um, screen cut that you just talked about. Yeah, you know, a yeah. little bit ago. That's one of the scenes I started laughing. I was like, "Is this what we're gonna do here?" Like, but, oh, but it made sense to me because I had seen Fury Road, and that was kind of what I, what I was expecting with this movie. I didn't get mm-hmm. that, but like, I, that's the kind of thing I was expecting. So, um, so we get we get to that. Um, he dies there, correct? Yeah, um, yeah Knight, Knight Rider dies Knight Rider's there. Dead. Uh, they call for the ambulance. They call the ambulances meat trucks, which yep, the meat I work, wagon. I work on an ambulance. I might start calling it the meat truck. Um, and and then. Uh, what what comes next? We uh, we we cut to um. Oh, man, what was the next scene? I think I think it cuts to Max go is Max Max went home. Yes, yeah, because Max he went his head, home. He his head rubbed by his wife, and he's making these weird like uh yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> we cut the Max at home. We meet his wife and uh, their young son. Yes. And uh. You know, Max is talking about hanging it up, this and that, and you know he's he's sick of the road. The road's driving him insane. You know, typical cop movie thing. Like yeah, like I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna retire the badge, honey. We're gonna yeah, go off to be a family. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go up the coast and live live in the peaceful area, get away from the highways. Right. And uh, you know, then we cut to Max. Max Max shows up at the uh, the precinct or you know the patrol. I don't think it's a precinct. It, you know, their headquarters. Yes. Their, their dispatch headquarters, and uh, you know, which, Goose, which is up. just which is just a, a a burned out, torn apart building. Yeah, randomly, like, a real like police station or anything, which is weird to me. The juxtaposition here, we have, we have certain buildings that are fully furnished, like homes, or we have a diner early on that we see that's fully running. Yeah, or a garage, like the diner with the garage next to it. Yeah, yeah. A perfectly fully functioning garage. And yet here we have like the police precinct that is just this hollowed out building with a couple of cars. Well, I think it's because when, you know, when the world fell apart due to the oil crisis, you know, obviously funding became minimal. Sure. And the the respect for the um, MFP probably went right out the fucking window too. Sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, ooh, my, are we allowed to swear on here? 
Uh, I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, cut that part. <laughs> um, We're good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, from there, we go to... All right. Pause it here. I want to pull up the plot summary. Yeah. Well, we, we, we were in uh, Commissioner uh, Labotch there uh, reveals to Max... Um, well, Max, he doesn't reveal it, but, uh, Max is showing the supercharged V8 that they took out of the, um, the last of the V8s that the Knight Rider stole. Okay. They took it out of that car and they put it into a Ford Falcon shell, Ford Falcon GT shell, painted it all black. Is that where they were showing him in the, in the garage there? Yeah. And okay, like, that makes sense now. But before that, we have, we have a goose shows up. And he's in a leg cast. And he's he's riding his bike, eating an apple. He's Max is there eating an apple. He has an apple for Goose, and Goose shows up with his leg broke. Yes. Um, which plays into later on in the in the movie with what happens with Goose. Um, uh, spoiler alert and a little uh, uh, pretensing. Uh, it's just not good to have a name Goose in a military or police movie. I swear to God. <laughs> So, um, it's actually, my love for this movie actually got me the nickname, uh, half, half the reason I got the nickname, uh, when I worked for, uh, a company, um, I got the nickname Goose because of my love for this movie and my coworker, <laughs> my coworker also named Brandon loved the movie too. So, so what you're saying is things aren't going to end well for you at this job. Um, uh, they didn't, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I moved on from that job. So we're good. Yeah, um, awesome. So they show him, they show him the V8 special, and he gets all excited. And the uh, the police commissioner is giving um like the police chief a hard time because they don't have the budget, and he knows that it's just a way for the the chief to keep to keep bribing Max to stay on the force. Right. And uh, one of the one of the icon iconic lines from this movie comes from that, and it's uh, the chief is yelling at the commissioner that this world needs here still needs heroes, and god damn it, that boy's a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines, um, we for I forgot to mention it earlier on, uh, with uh, with the Knight Rider, uh, is I'm a fuel-injected suicide machine. Yeah. I, was which, <laughs> I think Rob Zombie used that in one of his songs or something. Oh, really? I think so. I think, I think it's he, an ACDC line, isn't it? I think it's an ACDC line too, yeah. Yeah. Which would make sense. Australia, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Angus Angus and Bond Scott and the boys are on a massive rise, so So yeah, so I mean going from there, I th I think we go to the first introduction to the biker gang, correct? Yep, uh Toe Cutter and his boys. Toe cutter. And I, my only note here for this one is tasteful boob coverage. There's a yep. lot there's a lot of men's asses in this movie. Yeah. Um, not a single boob, which is very strange for an early '80s, late '70s movie. Yeah, very yeah. progressive, I must say. Very progressive. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of ashless chaps and, yeah. and not side, not a lot of side boob. Yes, yeah. Um, so we're introduced to um, not Immortan Joe, uh, the toe cutter. It's the same yeah. guy, isn't it? Yes. Um, they actually did a full circle with uh, the new movie Fury Road. Um, is it supposed to be the same guy? No, it's it's not. Um, they they casted the same actor, right. just because like when he when the um what the hell's his name? 
Hugh Hugh Bryan. Hugh Bryan. Hugh Bryan. When he heard that George Miller was doing a new, um, a new Mad Max movie, he actually card call contacted George Miller and went, "Hey, I was I was your your I was your big bad in the first Mad Max. I want to be the big bad in this one." Yeah. Okay. So that's they tied that all together. Okay. So yeah. So just kind of talking about the motorcycle gang here a little bit. Toe Cutter, obviously the leader. Um, I think he, from what I understood, he was taking over after Knight Rider died. Like he was the second in command. Yeah, uh, Knight Rider was the first to command. Toe Cutter was his uh, his lieutenant. Okay, and I and it seems like Toe Cutter was a little more like uh, with it, a little more sane, but he was still very brutal. He's um yeah he's very he's he's sane but uh, eccentric I guess okay. you could say. Eccentric, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. We uh we get introduced to uh the youngest in the group um, aka Johnny Boy. Johnny the Boy. Plays, Johnny the Boy plays a lot into what happens, and uh we get in we get introduced to uh, Toe Cutter's lieutenant who got promoted when Toe Cutter got promoted, Bubba. And uh so, Bubba and Toe Cutter show up to this town and they're they're there to pick up the coffin of the Night Rider, and uh the the guy the station manager there starts pretty much starts cutting at them right they just, they just lost their leader you know they look like a bunch of hooligans they look like something out of um like the warriors like right. they had that they had that like pu- like not like cy- not cyberpunk but like neo punk look sure so like you know the beatnik station manager started cutting on them you know the only the only person coming on that train is a dead crispy one, you know, stuff like that. So, is that why the is that why the coffin was so small? I know yeah. the coffin was super tiny, and it took me a while to realize who was in the coffin because it was yeah. tiny. So you know, we get um, get him, and you know, so they they go into town, and you know, they're celebrating the life of, to- of uh, Night Rider. And then they just start being violent towards the town, and this young couple that were in a, uh, I think it was a Ford Galaxy. It was like a bright, like a st- Ford Galaxy style car. It's a little '70s car with shaggy carpet on every surface. Yeah, um, <laughs> they, they they take off. They're scared, you know. They're young kids. Well, yeah. the the bike gang catches up to them, and literally while they're in the car, crushes the car on top of them. Yeah. Honestly, um, honestly, I wasn't expecting it to go that. far far it I, I, my first thought was okay this movie they're supposed they're supposed to be obsessed with cars correct mm-hmm. like why this are is they a, destroying this nice looking car um i think it, it might just be because they're the bike gang and they were just trying to like kill anybody who saw them yeah okay. I, I think yeah so okay i was trying to figure out what these two random teenager looking people were were doing so, so okay, that makes sense then. So then we get to um. Uh, we get to after that happens, we get to you know um, Jim Goose and Matt or Mad Matt or Max uh get the call to go check investigate what's going on. Well, he's not mad yet. He's just Max. Yeah, he's just Max. Um, we sh- they show or they were investigating something. They're driving past the car and the 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 young man in the car gets up and he's butt ass naked he's running away and Jim's like hey stop and uh we cut to um you know Jim and Max come up on the car and 
uh the chicks chained to the car butt naked and yeah. jo- johnny boy's actually chained to her to the car and he's sitting there flicking it flicking his uh his lighter and he starts cracking jokes and stuff so they take him into custody and Which, um was he supposed to have some kind of weird tick with fire because he he, he burns himself then he seems like he's surprised that it's hot yeah yeah that's okay. that's that's what i was thinking taking it from okay he's, he's like they even though he's the youngest in the group they play it off like he's been pretty traumatized okay so by um, by the bike gang or just by something else in life I, I i guess just the the nature of what's going on around them in the world plus plus maybe the bike gang because it seems like um further along in the movie like toe cutter is very protective of him yeah and the other gang members are they want to like they just don't like him they want him gone because he makes too many mistakes it's almost like toe cutter's trying to groom him to take over for him after but we'll get to that yeah and we get to um the next scene is um we're back at the uh the mfp headquarters um the lawyer and bubba show up to get johnny boy out and jim goose loses his mind because um he knows that john john the johnny boy is is guilty but max tells him hey man the girl the boy the rape victims they didn't show up the yeah. townspeople that witnessed them literally murder somebody didn't show up. They're yeah. they're they're scot free. They can leave. So um, John Boy leaves a, with uh, Bubba, and that's when we get the whole uh, "I'll see you on the road, scab." Scab, yes. That, yeah. That was where I was. That's where I was um, trying to understand the the uh, the relationship with the police with this world, mm-hmm. because it seems like nobody likes them. Period. No, they are not very even, not even the people who are in a gang or anything. Nobody likes them. It seems like I, I don't know if it's just supposed to be that the law and order is just gone from the world after after the oil went away, or if they well, are they overstepping their bounds in a lot of respects, or how does that work? I mean, I, I, I you can look at like not not to get political on this podcast, but you can look at, at like today's day and age. You know, we we're constantly seeing police brutality in front of us. And, you know, corruption, cops getting off of murder, cops getting off of murder, stealing, you know, evidence from evidence rooms, you know, and they get they get away scot-free. You know, the, the same the same thing could be happening in this universe, in this timeline with, you know, them, you know, hey, oil crisis happened, shit went sideways, cops started beating people. No order to protect the law. Yeah, no order to yeah. protect, you know. And so, I mean, we, we're actually seeing it in our day and age, not to this extent, you know, with disrespect to the police, but, you know, it, it's the same similarities. Yeah, I, I thought about that a lot watching this, kind of kind of how it's it's kind of devolved into that already in a lot of ways. But yeah, um, so so we have that and then uh, and then what goes on from there? Um, Where are we at now? I lost track of my notes here. So we get to um uh, uh Did we, man, I, is Goose Goose gonna die here soon? Oh yeah. Um we cut the goose in a night nightclub and the the blonde female singer Yes 
um, who I did not find very attractive, but apparently was supposed to be <laughs> very attractive. Is uh, who was she? She looks familiar. I don't know. But uh, she was um, she was singing a song about being out on the licorice highway, and she's pretty much I fucking goose, and goose is pretty much I fucking her. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we For we cut the. What was that? For being a chafee. She wasn't yeah. We uh we cut to um Goose goes goes back to her room or she goes to Goose's room and uh John Johnny boy shares up uh conclusions here. Yeah, Johnny uh Johnny shows up as they're putting the light out for the night, but they're not. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and he, he does the whole, you know, flick the lighter and burn his hand thing. Yeah. And then he uh, sabotages the police bike. Um, We cut to the next morning. Goose oh, he jumps did on the... to the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, pulled... he just kind of like started turning and all of a sudden he just flies off the handle. Yeah. He, he pulled a line or something for the brake. Okay. Maybe, I didn't see that. Maybe, okay. maybe. Um. So then, yeah, Goose gets on and he's being goose he's flying down the highway uh-huh. on his bike uh goes to slow down and do a turn and his brakes lock up and they throw him off into the field and then he gets some random guy i don't know if it was a friend of his or a mechanic or whatever to give him a truck the yeah. truck gets knocked over by the gang yeah the gang come out come, uh, he's hauling his bike back the gang show up and they uh they uh they take the truck out over a hill it rolls a couple times. Um, Goose is stuck in the truck because um, it's upside he, down. Yeah, it's upside down. And the guy had like he didn't have a seatbelt. He had like a racing safety harness for some yeah, reason. Yeah. And like Goose can't get it to unclick, and there's gas flowing all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Toe Cutter makes uh, this is where the make or break moment for Johnny being in the gang happens. Um, Toe it's- Cutter. And it's the scene where he's kind of pushing Johnny to be a murderer. I don't think Johnny Johnny doesn't want to do this. Johnny wants to just walk away and and yeah. let this guy figure himself out. But uh, I keep wanting to call him more than Joe. Toe Cutter wants him to prove himself to the gang, so he must yeah. be a relatively new person to them. Yeah, like he's he's obviously the youngest member of the gang, and he is probably probably like um the prospect. If we're, if we're using like Sons of Anarchy or actual motorcycle gang yeah. uh, terminology, he's probably a prospect. And like, obviously, he's made a lot of mistakes within the last 48 to 72 hours, you yeah. know, getting arrested and stuff, putting them on the map. Um, so he wants he wants to show loyalty and a sh- and almost like a redemption moment for all the yeah. mistakes he's made. So he keeps taking these matches out and giving them to Johnny, and Johnny's like letting them burn out in his hand. And it's burning him, so he's like flicking him away. And Tokyo's like, no, no, no. And he lights another one. He hands you're it to him. And he's point. like, you're missing the point. Throw it on the gasoline. Yeah. And like, we get this whole like scene where Goose is like, wait a minute, buddy. No, no, no. Don't do this. Don't do it. And, and eventually, I don't think Johnny threw it. I think Toe Cutter like used his hand and made Johnny throw it. He was shit. He wasn't. He didn't make him throw it. He was shaking him. I think he just lost it. Yeah. Um. He didn't want to do it, obviously. But my only note here is his goose got cooked. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um. It's not good to be goose. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be the duck, duck. Yeah. You want. You want to <laughs> be. Uh. You want to be the ugly duckling. 
That's or right. Swan. That's or right. Swan. Like you want the nickname Swan. You don't want Goose. Yeah, Swan. <laughs> yeah, Swan could be construed a different way, but uh, so we cut to okay. My next note: Are hospitals still a thing in the dystopian future? Um, probably. Apparently they are. I don't know if it's if it's it says that he was in an intensive care unit or hospital. But I have um. I feel like it might have been like just the infirmary wing of the M the MFP. But it was still – it looked like a fully functioning hospital. Yeah, I mean maybe. Maybe that's the one thing people didn't – because, I mean, you need healthcare to survive. Where are they getting their supplies from? Scrounging them up, I guess. I don't – it's how, – How long has this been going on? Like how, well, how, how many years is this, has it been since society collapsed in this movie? Um, well, it's 10 years after the oil crisis, and like I said, you know – like they said with, with COVID, you know, any any given moment, three to four weeks. So yeah. you think you think maybe just a month after the oil crisis actually started, the supply stopped running. Yeah, and I'm thinking like I'm thinking in COVID terms, like within a month, we were out of hand sanitizer, toilet paper, face masks, yeah. all the stuff that we needed in the hospitals. I don't think ten years. I don't think they'd be able to sustain a hospital for ten years after nah, that. So unless I mean, unless they have, you know people going out and scavenging old yeah. pharmacies or something. Yeah. Last of Us um, kind of style thing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and so we, we get, you know, all, all the MFPs in the hospital. Uh, they got Goose's room blocked off. Max shows up. He is obviously frantic because Goose was his partner. Yeah. Uh, he goes in and he's just staring. And Goose is like kind of – it's it's not an iron lung, but that's the only way to really describe it. You just see me. a hand ominously fall out of the curtain. Yeah, uh, Max like lifts up, lifts lifts up the thing, and Goose's arm. Well, Goose's arm falls out. Yeah. So Max walks over and he lifts up the bell, and like you get the oh 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 music. Whatever that and, is, that ain't Goose. Yeah, uh, Max walks out. Whatever that is in there, it's not Jim Goose, and he walks out. Yeah. And then it it all starts to decompose for Max. He he starts to see through all the the smoke and mirrors of the mfp uh he he informs the uh the police chief hey i'm gonna retire and this is also after after he sees goose's body that night then he shows up and he helps with a a tractor trailer hit a civilian's car yeah yeah so he's dealing with picking up that dead body after just seeing his his buddy in the iron lung right so he, you know, he tells Fifi, the police chief, "Hey, I'm, I'm done. I'm hanging it up." And uh, the police chief's like, "No, no, no, my son, no. You're, you're a hero, Max. Then people need heroes right now. You know, that's that's Fifi, the police chief's like whole thing, his whole sticks for Max." I think he's just worried. I think at this point, Max is just worried about becoming that, about being so engrossed in this, this violent future mm -hmm. that he's gonna either end up like goose or he's gonna end up like toe cutter and i think he doesn't want either one of those to happen yeah which which is i think he even says it to um Je uh, jesse his uh his wife when they start driving to so um before we get to that the police yeah. chief tells max hey take a couple of days off go up to the like, coast no, i'm not doing it no I'm, I'm not gonna change my mind he's like go go on vacation come back you he's swore like, you'd hire me you swore yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'm not coming back. You tell me to go, I'm not coming back. So Max, Max goes. He packs up his um, his his uh, uh, his uh, like Subaru Brat or something, 
it's very similar to like an El Camino. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Holden. I can't remember the exact model because you, you can get it on Ford. Forza Three was Forza Horizon Three was set in Australia. Oh, okay. And a lot of the Mad Max cars were in that game. Hmm. Like my main car for that game that I beat like ninety percent of the game with was a Ford Falcon GT with the uh, Interceptor Special skin okay. on it. <laughs> so okay. How how was the Mad Max game by the way? Just kind of going off on that. Tip. It, um. It was good. Obviously, okay. it was it was rock steady base. Yeah. Um. It I found it good. Obviously, the critics and all and the general video gaming public did not. So I wouldn't like it then. You might not. <laughs> I mean, it it's it's you didn't like Arkham City, right? No, I did like Arkham City. Oh, Arkham Knight. You didn't like Arkham Knight. I I liked the gameplay. I didn't like the story. Okay. Well. Arkham Knight's gameplay is very similar to Mad Max okay. gameplay. Because okay. obviously you're you're upgrading the car, riding around the gets in the car, fighting your way through the bad bosses, you know. Okay, okay. And and the storyline for the Mad Max video game is actually it's supposed to be a prequel to Fury Road. Oh, so it's the Tom Hardy one then? Yeah, it's okay. it's it's not Tom Hardy doing the voice acting, I don't believe. Right. But it's in that timeline. It's supposed to be a lead up to because you actually deal with um, you have to race against racers from the Bullet Farm to get the the small block V8 to upgrade your car. Okay. Okay. And like you, yeah, you do a bunch of stuff dealing with the three settlements from, uh, Fury Road. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Right. So I'll have to check that out then. But um, so Max goes on this vacation, and unfortunately, he makes a pit stop, uh, at a. Was, was it a mechanics or an ice cream? Yeah, he's getting he his was, he's getting his tire fixed. Yeah, he had a mechanic. he had a he had a blowout on the trailer, and so then getting his, and then it's near a beach, so his family's going off to get ice cream. Yeah, so Jesse takes their son in the car while Max is dealing with the mechanic to get the tire. They go down the boardwalk to get the uh, the ice cream, and guess who happens to be there, Brandon? Immortan Joe, toe cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Toe, toe cutter and his bike game are there and they're all um you know they're all hanging out and they see jesse and she's obviously a, a nice looking young girl and they're obviously trying to be their selves and yeah maniac pillaging rapist bike gang mm-hmm. um uh choke cutter comes up and he's taking a fancy to jesse and he like licks her ice cream and jesse smashes it in his face and jumps in the car and no kicks him in the ball as you forgot that uh Smashes the face, foot to the balls. He jumps in the car and takes off. Uh, shows up. Max is like, "Hey, we, what's going on?" She's like, "I don't care. Just get in. We got go. We got go." <laughs> and um, and then they go to who? Who was the old lady they went to? Was that her parents? I think it was her aunt or something. Aunt. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was. I. They never really explained that who that okay. who that lady was, and then who the uh the son of the lady was. It was such a random. It. it I don't understand why they even went there, honestly. Besides, yeah. they're trying to run. So they're 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 at um this um we're assuming a relative's house. They never really say. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Max is working on the car, and uh, he calls in. Is this? Oh, while they were running, while Jesse was flying down the boardwalk, one of the gang members jumped. He's dressed like Michael Jackson Thriller, that <laughs> gang member. Yeah, is this the one with the chain? Yeah, he, okay. he he wraps a chain around the car and he's hanging on, and uh, it apparently rips his arm off. It rips his hand off from the wrist <laughs> wrist up. Yeah, 
So when they get to this, when they get to the house, the the like farm or whatever they're staying at, yeah. Um, Jesse like goes on load the back of the car. She goes to open the door and the hand pops out in front of her. And Max, get out of here! So Max calls in the local department and they said they don't have a forensics team anymore, so they have to send it. They have to send it more down coast or up coast. Might take a couple of days for them to figure out whose fucking hand it is. And that was another police unit not the mfp or whatever yeah it wasn't it wasn't the mfp but max called him because they were buddies because he was in the mfp okay so then we get a scene where jesse after max does that max is like well i'm gonna go back into town to try to get our tire that we left there and see where these guys are um jesse goes off to go to a swimming hole in the woods yeah randomly i mean we're we're you know trying to stay hidden but we have time to go our puppy um jesse uh uh jesse goes down there and she keeps hearing all these random random sounds in the woods and um so she comes she comes out of the woods she's all frantic and um you know the big big um mentally challenged son of the elderly woman shows up and they're like oh it's her no it wasn't which which did was he, was he just like going out to get her, or was he like, did they, was the implication that he was doing something to her? I think the uh, implication was he was just randomly roaming around the property. Okay. And like the toe cutter gang was obviously, we find out they're the ones that, that were in the woods, like making the hooting and hollering. The yeah. That was one of those things that I couldn't, like the editing was weird that I couldn't yeah. tell what they were doing there. Like he was just like the, um, what's, what's his name? Uh, the son yeah i'm trying to look here it just says her son <laughs> oh um anyways so he um charlie is it charlie, charlie. maybe anyways, i remember yelling at once but yeah yeah char uh her we'll just call him her son was obviously just out walking around yeah the property aimlessly and when he saw jesse run through the woods he started chasing after her because hey it's jesse yeah um uh, so then Max goes, well, I'm going to – Max grabs his shotgun. He starts heading into the woods. Well, I'm going to go find these guys. Uh, Charlie goes with them. Uh, next thing you know, Toe Cutter's gang's there. They have the baby. They're in the barn. We get this interesting scene where the old lady shows up and blasts one of them in the gut. <laughs> Badass old lady, dude. I, I, yeah. I was honestly – I was cheering for that old lady at the end there. She she unloads one. Um, they, they're joking with her like, ah, oh, you're not gonna shoot us. You can't yeah. even aim right. And she unloads one. It's a double barrel. She unloads the one the one it's side of the barrel into the dude that lost his hand. Yeah. Because oh, uh, yeah, toe, yeah, yeah. toe toe cutter's making the whole thing like, oh, you took his hand. We're gonna take your baby's hand now. Yeah. Okay. Because, that makes sense because you don't have the hand. So then the old lady unleashes the one of the double barrels into that guy. And when she goes on leash again in the toe cutter, she completely just misses like, like Dan Bailey wide left way, (laughs) way off. So, and then we get uh, Jesse, Jesse takes her son. She starts running and unfortunately it's just, it's not enough. Uh, She gets, she gets, it's almost, it's very reminiscent how they did this scene to how they do the scene um in the Thomas Jane Punisher. 
Yeah, it was very quick cut. You really don't see what's going on. It's kind of honestly messy. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan of it. Um, well, long story short, Jesse gets ran over with her son. Yeah, they both killed. Well, no, Jesse's in a coma or something. Ah, right? uh, yeah. But, but, yeah, maybe they, that's what it was. Yeah, they, they say like the 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 wife has all these different. She has like a flail chest. She has like a collapsed lung. Blah 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 blah. But she's alive. Yeah. And Max is there in the corner of the room, just listening to all this, just getting more pissed off. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's he he's going to go kill this gang. Yeah, that was the breaking point for him. Um, his son's dead. Uh, his his wife is you know in a coma, medically induced coma, because she has all these these major injuries, to all, major organs and major bones. Uh, Max Max has had enough. He somehow they don't show him driving there but he just randomly shows up at the mfp built headquarters and he just jumps in the v because he's never been in a v8 special yet the black one that they yeah they built he just jumps I wanna, in i want to go back one second i just want to say um mel gibson running down the road top five running scenes <laughs> in any movie what, what? Uh, right, up there with, right up there with force gum like okay. the top five running scenes so like do you have you have gump one Oh, I don't know what the other four are yet, but that's got to be in there somewhere. We'll find out as we go along. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so uh, Matt, Max goes back, and now he is definitely Mad Max. He's a little he, angry. He, yeah. he is. He has lost it. Um, he uh, he jumps into V8, and he just speeds out of the headquarters, and he's they, – they, they show – is this where they show the cut of him just staring at the road? Right. I, driving no that's the very last scene okay that's, a, that's the very last oh yeah okay so we get to the scene that, that works on their bikes and he's like dropping the jack on them trying to get yeah. a lock and he wants yeah. the games and yeah the same the same mechanic that was giving him a um giving him the tire uh he goes back there and he's trying to get the information out of him and he he he's uh, laying under the car working under the car and ja- and max starts dropping the jack on him the crush, the crush him in to give him information, yeah. And Max gets the names of where the where they might be, and he takes off, and we get we get the scene of him trying to run them down in in the car. Which Which, one of honestly really brutal. I was I was honestly in pain for a little bit of it in my arm and my leg. The leg shot honestly, I was not expecting. It kind of took me off guard. Oh, after after uh, he runs him down, he gets out of the car and he um gets out of the car, he, shoots him through the kneecap. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he runs him over with his arm, but somehow he could still use the arm, but not the yeah. knee. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's. Works. And actually, um, the continuity of that that shotgun shot or that was it a pistol? It was an arrow shot, right? I think it was a pistol. Pist the pistol shot to pistol. the knee. The continuity of that stands up in the Fury Road. Oh, really? Yeah. So it is the same Max character, yeah. it's not a different person. There, there's so, there's so well, many theories about movie. that. Is Mad Max is is Fury Road a soft reboot of Mad Max? It's supposed to be, hmm. but fans like if because like Max here in this movie is in his thirties and 1983. Um, the Road Warrior takes place in like 86, 87. Okay. And then Thunderdome is supposed to take 15 years 
10 to 15 years after Road Warriors. So that's putting it like 02, 03. Okay. And then Fury Road's like somebody, um, I think uh, Dakota from uh, Tales from the Bit War, uh, Thy Name is P, as we like to call him. Also He's, part of why I not talk uh, about this. About this, yep. Um, he brought up the fact that, because I said um, uh, Fury Road's like only like 10 years after Thunderdome. He said, no, man, it's like almost... 50 to 30 or like 30 to 50 they're, they're yeah. the fan theory is like 2050 to 2060 is when fury road happens okay so it's like how is max immortal because you go from 20 year old max okay now you got like 25 year old max and then you got like 40 year old max and then another 50 30 to 50 years go by and 60 70 year old max still looks like he's 20 year old max my thought my thought going into this was not knowing anything about the lore of the series at all or whatever my thought was that mad max was a title it wasn't Mm -hmm. a person i thought mad max was just a title given to like the craziest cop in the bunch kind of thing i Um, mean it's it's a possibility i i have a i have a theory about um one of the characters from road warrior is actually tom hardy's max okay but we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that on another episode if Road you Warriors bring me second, back on. Correct. Yeah, Road Warriors is the second one. If okay. you want me, ba- if you want me back on to talk about that, I'll come back on. Might as well, dude. Yeah. I'll talk about all the Mad Max movies <laughs> with you. I, 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 ever since I watched the first movie I watched was Road Warrior. Okay. It was like it was like two a.m. on Stars. Okay. Ever since, because I grew up, I grew up in the car 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 culture. Um, you know, my dad was a my dad was a mechanic. Uh, his dad was a mechanic in a welder. My 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 both my paps owned GTOs and Chargers. My dad had a Camaro for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, my dad always had nice trucks. So it's like, I'm in the car. I am. It's in my veins to uh, to be a gearhead. Even okay. though all I do is work on tires now. So like, <laughs> when I watched when I watched Road Warrior for the first time at 2 a.m. on Stars. I was hooked. I had I, I went out and bought Mad Max. I, I bought Thunderdome. Like I was okay. hooked. See, I'm coming at this as a, as a, somebody who's not really a big car person, but who loves the idea of post-apocalypse or dystopia or something like that, and who loves a good, I guess, revenge movie. You know, there's always that. Yeah. There's always that they took everything from me kind of mentality of a movie that well, always yeah. fascinated so, me, especially with especially with this. Yeah. Um. So where were we? Oh, we're talking. Um, he just dropped the the uh, lift onto the mechanic guy. Got the names. Um, he we got get, shot this... in the kneecap. He got run over in the fucking uh, elbow. <laughs> um, still shooting. He kills Bubba, I think. Isn't it Bubba? He kills. Yeah, he kills Bubba with with a shotgun. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He uh, after he gets his arm ran over, he still manages to reach the shotgun. Honestly, put in our shell, put in our shell in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. He puts in our shell into it, and Bubba's coming back for the second pass to actually hit him, hit him, not just run his arm over. And he yeah. gets a shot off, and Bubba flies off his bike dead. Honestly, it was a very tense scene. I'll be honest. Up until now, I found the movie kind of boring. Um, it 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 is a very yeah. slow movie. It is, and up until this scene, when the tension, like, is he gonna? 
Is he going to reach the gun? Is he going to get to the car? Can he limp to the car? Is he going to be able to get into the car kind of thing? Mm-hmm. That I found very tense and very enjoyable. So mm-hmm. honestly, for the for the last 20 minutes, I think were the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Um. So Bubba's dead. Toe, car- toe Cutter loses his mind. And we get we get um we get an arch Max finally gets up gets to the car and we get a chase scene between them yeah Tokar gets smashed by a truck yeah Max leads him into a uh, an eighteen wheeler and he hits the front and they do the eye bulging scene again <laughs> um and Tokar's dead and Max just starts driving off yeah. And he um he's driving, driving, and the only one left that he hasn't taken out is Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy, which did is is Mad Max Jigsaw? He might be. Okay, that would explain it because he gives <laughs> him, he, he he handcuffs him to a car that's leaking gas. Yeah. Rigs up rigs up the gas to somehow go to this guy's lighter, Johnny Boy's lighter. Yeah. I forget what he he puts it in like uh he puts it in like a um in the headlight doesn't he like he, he yeah. in the headlight puts puts the gas in the headlight puts the the lighter in there says Here, here's a hacksaw i want to play a game you have you have 10 minutes to get the handcuff off or you can saw off your ankle in five make your choice yeah he's and, like he's like this the saw or he was like this saw is gonna break before you get through the handcuffs but but if you cut through that ankle you you might have a chance yeah yeah um, which he doesn't. I mean, well, we don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Does he come back in any of the movies? Um, no. I mean, he. Uh, we, you can pretty much guess that he dies because, sure. well, when when Max gets back up to the car, he's walking towards the car. You hear Johnny yelling, and then the car blows up. It it wasn't no five minutes. Like <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was quick. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. And the movie just kind of stops. Yeah, um, Max gets back in the car and. I have, in my previous job of driving, um, where I was driving like ninety to a hundred hours, I would get this look. <laughs> you can ask my fiance Sam. The ending scene is just Max bobbing back and forth, hand, both hands on the wheel, just staring at the blacktop. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, and like <laughs> I can relate to that scene so fucking hard because I've been there, like. <laughs> I, I and like I think I think it was in Fury Road they talk about how like the blacktop will drive you insane. Being on the road will drive you and it's it's real man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just staring at the yellow and white and black and black over and over again, hours on hours, just dry, it it you have to be a, a special kind of human. Yeah. So. There's 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 a couple scenes that look like they just straight up lifted them out of I think it was Terminator two. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of Terminator Two, and they're just showing the black, the 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 black top. Yeah, it looks very similar to that, but um, yeah, it, it I do like how it ended to a point, but I think they could have wrapped it up more or less. Um, I don't know how they would have wrapped it up, but I I think it just kind of abruptly stopped, which was common for movies back then. But yeah, but wow. um, how they open up Road Warrior, it almost feels like it's a direct like just just bam right into road warrior from the, yeah because they, it opens the opening scene of road warrior is it's shot almost identical to the ending scene of mad max okay well so. two, two weeks from now we'll find out 
Uh, I'll yep. find that. Um, well, I mean, I, I know what you think of this, but um, do, do you want to kind of, kind of, you want to rate it? Action. We'll, we'll, we'll rate it at the end. Uh, I, I just want to get kind of get your wrap up of what you thought of the movie. I um, I would put this okay. If we're out of the four movies, I would rank this one number two. Fury Road first. Fury Road first. Yeah. And this is solely like I get a lot of shit because they're supposed to be post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. For the most part, I see them as car movies though because I'm such a gearhead. <laughs> this one doesn't seem at all like a, an apocalypse movie. That's that's yeah. what I was trying to get at the beginning. Like, there's society is still going. There's a diner. There's mechanics. Yeah. Uh, there's a functioning police to whatever extent. Yeah. So like as a car movie, I would put this number two right behind Fury Road. Okay. Which I get a lot of flack for within like the friends that I discuss this with because they would they would put some even put Road Warrior above Fury Road, but like it's always either Road Warrior, Fury Road, or Fury Road, Road Warrior. So Road Warrior is kind of considered the best. Yeah, a lot of people it's either Fury you like Fury Road or you like Road Warrior, and they're your top. Okay. I put this above Road Warrior. Okay. Okay. Out, out of the four, so. So you definitely what, recommend it then. Yeah. What okay. would you um? What would you say? I mean, I hate to be kind of living up to my name from the previous podcast <laughs> when I talk about this podcast. I was known as the cynical asshole. Here we go. Anytime Brand- we talk about movies, I hated it. Brandon's gonna shit on my favorite movie. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. I was I just mean- bored for most of it. Honestly, it, it, it's and it's not my cup of tea. It's really not. I'm not a big gearhead. I'm not. I'm not a big car person. Um, my car gets me from point A to point B. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not. You're not. You're not like me that just dropped three hundred dollars to buy a uh, a V6 turbo and <laughs> anywhere between. Working on thousand. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not me. No, I in coming out as somebody who loves the apocalypse stuff. I couldn't even enjoy it there because again, it didn't. It seemed like a normal day in Melbourne or wherever this was filmed. Um, so there, there, there was parts that I liked, parts I didn't like. I really liked the ending when he's going out and getting his revenge. That mm-hmm. was probably the, that probably made the last twenty minutes that made the whole movie worth it for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. would I recommend it? Mm, I mean, if you like seventies movies, I mean, if you like seventies movies, you've already seen it. Yeah, well, oh. I I I think it's it's better off as a recommendation of someone going, hey, I watched Fury Road, I really liked it. Well, see, I wouldn't. You because, wouldn't? No, it's they're they're polar opposites. I that, I guess that is true. I yeah. love Fury Road. It is one of those mindless like turn your brain off and just go with the ride kind of movies that I wasn't expecting, which made it so much more be- so much better for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I was hoping for that same sort of over the top balls to the wall kind of thing, and I didn't get it. Yeah, okay. I get, I get why I didn't. I get that it was a low budget, kind of guerrilla style movie, but I don't know. I get I, if I had seen this first, I think it would have, I think it would have given me a different impression, for sure. Like, like I would have, like one of us really had would have had to convince you to go see any of the other three. What do you mean? Like, like if you would saw this Mad Max first, we would have had to break your arm to get you to go see. Yeah, because I'd have been like, well, that was fucking boring. Why would I want to see R three? 
<laughs> but uh yeah i i if you if you like that kind of movie sure you will get entertainment out of it but from it just wasn't for me um okay. but from what i understand the other two definitely make up for it yes um for the most part um i think the road warrior road warrior builds on it because it's more you know you're a couple more years into life after gasoline but Thunderdome is the one that kind of just throws it all out the window. Thund- there's Thunderdome is uh, uh, how does it compare to Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin is a picture perfect comic <sighs> adaptation it. compared to what uh, they did with Thunderdome. And you okay, know, I'm, I'm gonna skip the second one and go straight to three. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, the thing that uh, like the thing that annoys me um with thunderdome is there's no cars really yeah is it all set in this thunderdome it's all set in this one one location what is the thunderdome it's a uh, arena okay so it's so and you don't like that movie as a wrestling fan no nah, not really okay <laughs> you'll you'll understand that it there was a movie that came out around the same time with uh, Kevin Costner in it, and it and Dance it with what was that? Dances with Wolves. No, it was a uh, Water uh, Waterworld. Waterworld. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And it's like so, like Waterworld is the world is full of water, and there's one dry piece of land, and this right. this, this building controls it. Thunderdome is Waterworld, but the world is nothing but desert, and the one person controls all the fresh water. Okay, so so Fury Road is kind of like a continuation of Underdome. Pretty much, yeah. Great, I'm so excited. So, um, let's talk about some kind of trivia to this movie um, that I found pretty interesting as I was going through it. Alrighty. Uh, so we had a budget of three hundred thousand dollars, which mm-hmm. didn't leave a lot of money for cast and crew. No. A lot of the local cast and crew were actually paid in cases of beer. Yeah, I. Which, I which was. I remember. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. You get I to work on a movie and get, get to be get to be in the movie. I think I think yeah. one of the the MFP one of the opening scene MFP guys got paid in cases of beer actually. Yeah, and I think a lot of the biker gang did too because that was an actual biker gang, an yeah. actual Australian biker gang that that they had to give them police passes because. Uh, because they were riding out with these like fake shotguns and all these like weird things on their bikes and yeah they were getting stopped by the police going to set and they had to give them actual notes and be like hey no this is what this is um on top of the budget uh george miller before he became a filmmaker was actually a doctor did you know this mm-hmm. no and i did not actually, know this he actually was a doctor and he worked at a local er in australia to fund the editing really yeah he put all that money towards the editing of the movie I wonder. I wonder if that's where um the name uh, Max's last name comes from then. The uh, what, what was it? Ren. Uh, Rock, Rockus, Rockus, Stan. That's the guy who made the the modern autopsy. Yeah. God, why can't I say that? <laughs> uh, no. Rockatansky. There Rock- it is. Rockatansky. Yeah, he's the guy who made the modern autopsy. No, actually, the the hospital is actually nicknamed St. George's. Ah. For, for that that reason from him being the doctor oh nice yeah that's pretty interesting i thought um mel gibson um was not actually supposed to be in the movie he was just going along with his sister 
Yeah, um, what, uh, his sister was, um... I think she was uh, reading for the wife. Yeah, she was, she was Jesse, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and they liked him because he was beat up at the time. He got into a bar fight the night before, I think, it said. Yeah, and he had a black eye, and he had yeah. a black eye and stuff. He's like, you're perfect, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the final fact that I had here written down, and I could, I was wondering why, throughout watching this movie, why it seemed so weird. Why the acting seems so weird? Why the the lines seem so weird? Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know it was filmed in Australia. I thought it was an American movie. Yeah, it was an Australian movie. And everybody, and pretty much everybody, was an Australian actor, and they had these thick Australian accents, and people yep. were afraid that they wouldn't understand the Australian accent. So they actually redubbed the movie with with American actors. Yeah. And there's one, there's one that stood out to me. It was the mechanic. Because the entire time he sounds like this country bumpkin kind of character, he reminded me of the of the miner from Rudolph. Yeah, he sounds like gold. The entire his entire scene, and he's like, "I got the tire." Yeah. Why not? Don't forget about the tire. <laughs> you got the damn tire. Um, but no, it was it, it's it was very stilted and very weird, and now it makes sense. Hmm. It actually got uh, really bad. Um. Got really, really, really horrible reviews when I first dropped. The movie? Mad Max? Yeah, yeah. What what were people saying? Do you have any Um Because uh, I can see why. A social commentary and film producer, Philip Adams, uh, in Australia, condemned it, saying that it had all the emotional, uh, emotional uplift of Mein Kampf and would be a special favorite of rapists, saddest, ch- <laughs> children murderers, an incept Charles Manson. Jesus. Um, I don't think Tom, it's that bad. Uh, after released in the United States, Tom Buckley of the United uh, New York Times called the film ugly and incoherent. Stephen King, uh, writing in uh, Dance Macabre, Macabre, I can't ever pronounce that right, <laughs> uh, um, called the film a turkey. Let's be honest. Stephen King doesn't like anything that he didn't write. So, um, v- uh, Variety though the magazine praised, um, praised it because it was George Miller's directorial debut. Okay. Debut. Debut. Um. Debut. The uh the film was awarded surprisingly was rewarded three Australian uh Australian Film Industry in Institute awards in '79 for editing, sound, and musical score. Did it win anything here, Oscar wise? Um, does not look like it. Okay. No. Um, it, it was also nominated for Best Film, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor uh, for The Toe Cutter. Okay. Not, not Mel Gibson. Um, it actually holds a 90% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, and that's all I got. Oh, fun, fun fact about the box office. Um... It grossed only five million at the box office in Australia, but it grossed over a hundred million worldwide. Okay, so and it definitely money back. And it actually holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the highest box office to budget ratio. Huh? Yeah. I read something the I read something about this a long time ago where this was one of the few movies that took forever to be released on home cinema like home home releases mm-hmm. i think this came out in 79 right 1979 uh 19 1980 79 80 was released in uh theaters 
Okay, and it came out on DVD like 10 years later. Yeah. Or DVD or VHS, whatever it was at the time. VHS. Was it VHS still? Okay. I think I think it was just in States. Like, I think um, distribution for in the States, nobody wanted to touch it. Really? Yeah, I think it was distributed in Australia, though. That would make sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add, sir? I think that's it for me. Uh, how, how, how would you rate this movie on a scale of... Uh, Batman and Robin to, to Fury Road. Um, I'm going to give it um, – I'll give it a, a, a – I'm going to have to remember these because if I rate Red Warrior ahead of it, I'm going to get yelled at. Um, I'd give it a, a, a 7.5 okay. out, of, out of a Fury Road. Okay. I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give it a, a Batman and Robin plus two. I'm, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's quite up to a seven. Uh, so that's about a three or four, I would say. So it doesn't it doesn't pass. Well, if it if it would have done more in the middle, the beginning had the had the real cool payoff of uh, of blowing up a bunch of cars right off the bat, and in the end, it has that tense that tense buildup of oh, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? In the middle, just kind of floundered around and didn't really so, do much in the middle for me. So, so it's it's like that awesome Stromboli, but it's like. For you, it was that awesome Stromboli, but like all the all the ingredients and the cheeses are on the ends, and then the middle is just cheese. Uh, not even cheese, just the crust, kind of burnt in the middle. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Thunderdome will add a little bit of meat in the middle, but we'll we'll see. Are we doing Thunderdome next, or are we doing? Are we gonna do Road we'll Warrior? Do next one. Road Warrior. Yeah, Road Warrior. We'll do we'll do Road Warrior next. Time. All right. So, so two in weeks. two weeks, you will you will listen to me and Brandon sit down again. We will discuss. Uh, Mad Max 2, a.k.a. The Road Warrior. In the meantime, go check out Rob with the Ruthless Retrospective. Um, you can follow Ruth, Ruthless Retro PC on Twitter for any update about the show. Uh, we do a weekly show on Wednesday, um, me and my co-host Greg. Um, we talk all Ruthless Aggression Era wrestling from 2002 to 2008. Uh, we talk a little bit of modern wrestling at the beginning of the show too, and uh, we just we we like wrestling. We like to cover wrestling. Uh, we have we have a lot of tangents, a lot of good insight. So, uh, as somebody who I'm, doesn't listen to wrestling, doesn't watch wrestling, I enjoy watching it anyway. Watching you guys' podcast anyway, just because you guys are so into it and it's so energetic, and I love just listening to you guys rant about it. That, that might that might be due to. Um, uh, exhaustion because me and Greg for some reason <laughs> only record after 9 p.m. after we bo- after w- we've had long days and or it's due it's to me. COVID, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still working. So. <laughs> um, or you know, it's due to us being Greg being like eight cups of coffee deep and me having like six G Fuel mixed Ooh. water bottles. <laughs> so. We need to start like getting drunk for for ours. If you're gonna do that for Greg's, like if you're gonna come on mine again, we need to get drunk for it. Um, I uh, I I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> All right, Rob, thank you so much for coming on to no the problem. first ever episode of Theater Defeater. Oh hell yeah, Theater Defeater! Theater Defeater! It, it rolls off the tongue, man. It's so good. It does. It does. I love it. I'm glad I I'm glad you got to finally watch the first Mad Max, seeing as how the only movie that we can agree on liking is Fury Road. So. Yes, that's why we're friends. I don't like that's any other reason. 
<laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, take it easy, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Bye.